So again, you can solve most of these mealtime challenges that you're having by spending time together, bonding, talking, laughing, and learning and teaching. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lost Art of Parenting. We are here to help educate, entertain, and encourage you in all things parenting. We want to help you understand what you are doing and why so that you can increase the odds of raising children who are prepared for life while enjoying your job as a parent and enjoying your children along the way. My name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host and we cannot do the lost art of parenting without the parenting guru, master extraordinaire, Kim Cross herself. What an intro. Thank you, Jesse. (laughs) Glad to be here. What are we talking about today, Kim? We get to talk about food a little bit. I love food. We all love food, but we're going to really concentrate on meal time. Okay. Yes. And there are a lot of challenges with this topic. A lot of families struggle with this. Just like picking dishes to make for the kids or like whether it's meatloaf or mac and cheese. Is that what we're talking about today, Kim? (laughs) Oh, a little more complex than that. But sure, we can talk about that if you want. Um, No, there's a lot of things. It's finding the time to cook. And then, of course, as you mentioned, what to serve, right? There are eating habits, busy schedules, screen time interruptions. You've got picky eaters and different food preferences, uh, poor communication, stress at the table, table manners. Oh, my goodness. And then kids who refuse to eat what's served and or refuse to stay at the table. So there's a lot going on at mealtime. So I, I guess my question is this, like, what should we be doing? Like, if I can speak to my personal experience about how I grew up, our family never ate around the table. That was not a thing for us. Like my mom would make dinner every night when she wasn't working because she was a single mom, but it was sort of like a, let's go sit on the couch and we'll kind of watch TV or you can eat it in your room. It was very informal. We never really sat down together Mm -hmm. as a family to eat unless it was Thanksgiving Christmas, Special or holiday. we were at grandma's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grandma was very strict about that, but mom wasn't. Is there benefits? What was yours? I mean, what what's, I guess, is that a, a common occurrence these days? Is that in common? Good, bad, otherwise? Well, so we're a ge- different generation, you and me. Yes. So we sat down. Only by what, like two years? Yeah, right. So we sat down together as a family uh, growing up every single night for dinner. And I raised my kids the same way. And mm. here's the interesting thing. You will typically do what you um, remember as a child, but we know scientifically that research plays out that families that eat together at the table consistently have a lot more going on. And we'll t- we're going to get to that uh, later in the podcast. But let me ask you this. Do you remember good or bad things about not being at the table, kind of sitting down watching TV? Did that have fond memories for you or kind of indifferent? It was kind of indifferent. Mealtime was never really the the big memory maker. I mean, I mean, yeah, it was sort of like a... Just another just part sort of, of your day? Yeah, it just sort of occurred. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. And see, when I think back on my childhood, those times that we sat around the dinner table and talked and laughed and shared what was going on were huge. Mm. I mean, I still remember it as a very positive thing. And I still remember it. And so do my children. Um, 
raising them. So it, it's a really big deal. Well, and I think the ones that I do mem- remember are the ones at grandma's house or the ones on those big holidays, like when my mom would make us all sit down and she'd get out the nice china and all this stuff. Like those are the meals that I remember because I think they were so much out of the norm for us that it was like, okay, this is, it's special. We're eating at the table and like, we got to put the leaves in the table to make it big (laughs) enough to hold all the food and like do all the things. And so I could see how, if you had that other thing growing up, that that would be a great time to make those memories. And that segues into what I wanted to talk about next, which is um, there are a lot of challenges with mealtime, which I went over before, and things like picky eaters, not wanting to eat what's served. Um, that was definitely my sister's. There you go. People's food likes and dislikes, which change, by the way, often when kids are little, and that's mm-hmm. normal. Um, table manners, not being hungry, but then 10 minutes later they are, not staying at the table, and all the things, right? We, if we sit down and have meals together as a family consistently, you can actually resolve or solve most of those mealtime challenges. But we don't take the time anymore or put in the effort to do that. And it's unfortunate. And family time together now, the national average of how much time families spend together is 37 minutes a day. In a day. That's it. That's it. And if you think about a mealtime, that's probably a good 20 to 30 minutes, right? Actually sitting down and eating a meal. You could double that family time and that investment is huge. And we'll talk about why in a little bit, but I remind my listeners that if life is learning and parenting is teaching, you can teach a lot of these things that need to be taught at the dinner table. Mm. Okay. So it, it does take time and positive time together means positive attention. And the number one thing kids need more from their parents is quality time together or that attention. So again, you can solve most of these mealtime challenges that you're having by spending time together, bonding, talking, laughing, and learning and teaching. Well, and I think it's meals are like the prime time because it's like they have to occur every day, right? Like you do eat every day. Usually you're hungry, especially kids about the same time every day. So it's like, it's the best time to guarantee that you actually make time for them. So if you're choosing like my mom did to opt out of that and it's nothing against my mom, it's just not what we did. It's like, you're losing basically designated time that you could be using to do these teaching moments and do these memory making moments and things of that nature. Right. Absolutely. It's precious time. I mean, time is our most valuable commodity right? Especially with our kids, you've only got so much time with them. And with all the distractions and screens and sports and activities and programs and lessons and all the things we have going on today, which is a whole nother podcast on how we're Mm -hmm. overscheduled, but that precious time with our kids is invaluable. And it's not about the food necessarily. It's about the bonding and having fun. And so I I want, I have a list of the important reasons why we should have mealtime together. Okay. Okay. So number one, having meals together and a lot of these things, probably you're going to say, wait a second, that doesn't make sense to me. But if you, if you think it through, this will make sense. It actually increases children's self-esteem. Having dinner together at a table with your family makes you feel valued because they're spending the most valuable thing they have, which is their time. Right. right? So that is, that is a huge piece of building a child's 
what we call self-concept or, or um, confidence, okay? It strengthens those family bonds, those emotional connections, those memories, those traditions, that communication that you have with one another is huge. I still remember conversations. I still remember funny things that happen at the table. Mm. I still remember those nightly things where we sat down together, talked about our day as if it were yesterday. And that's going back to my own childhood as well as raising my own kids, mm. right? Um, number three, it promotes positive behaviors because kids who grow up in a family, and this is all research-based, that have consistent time together as a family are less likely to get into risky behaviors. Things like uh, tobacco use, drug use, alcohol use. Well, it's almost like if those risky behaviors typically induce some sort of guilt or something, right? Like usually, you know, they're not positive behaviors. And so then if you're having to stare at your parent in the face every day, multiple times a day, and pretend like you're not doing something that you know they disapprove of, it's probably going to be a big discouragement, right? Right. And it goes deeper than that, actually, because when we feel valued and we have high self-esteem, which a lot of those components are things like security, sense of identity, belonging, mm. purpose, all those things. That's building a foundation of not wanting to do risky behavior right. because they, it's not, they don't need it. They're not seeking that out. And then number four, it encourages communication and trust. So kids need to be talking. They need to listen to adults speak. They need to answer questions. They need to think through the conversation. And that takes practice. And where else are you going to get that with adults other than your parents on a daily basis? Right. Kids already spend way too much time with peers, in my opinion. So having that balance and spending time with people who love you and are leading the way and showing you how to do your life, that's a daily practice and a daily communication that is invaluable, right? And then number five, it actually improves academic performance. Now that's really a stretch. And we talked initially. a little bit about this on one of the other podcasts about how to improve, you know, how school and, and schoolwork should be doing. And chores, chores are, are right? linked to academic performance, right? And so you're saying mealtime can also be a factor in how they do in those things. Right, because you're typically asking about their day, which means school. Mm. So you're giving that importance to school. You value their education. You value how they're doing. What happened at school? Anything exciting or new? What did you learn today? Here's what I learned at work, kind of a right. role modeling. So it's, it is connected to academic achievement. And then how to be a good friend, right? How to share, how to... Um, what you're sharing food, that's a big deal for yes. people, right? But you're sharing your life, you're sharing stories, you're showing kindness, you're investing in someone, you're spending time with someone else. That will transfer over to how to be a friend. And the next thing it does is it teaches them good parenting skills for the future. Mm. Because just as I grew up sitting around a table every night at dinner, that was extremely important to me. And then I did that for my children. And my guess is they'll do the same for theirs. Right. So it's a learned behavior that connects the dots to the next generation. And then improved mental health and reduced stress. This is huge. Okay. So we are meant to be connected. We are designed to be connected to other people, to communicate, to be around community, to have um, a really healthy network and healthy relationships, right? So 
your mental health, connecting with other people, being asked about your day, learning about somebody else's day, comparing notes, um, you know, just having that conversation on a daily basis won't let kids isolate. It doesn't allow them to draw inward and just be inward focused and to feel isolated and alone. And with that comes the last one, which is increased life expect expectancy. We know through research that if you have healthy relationships and a, a strong network, you can actually increase your lifespan. Are you ready for this? By 50, 50%. Long life is all through mealtime, eh? Yeah. And it's not so much the, your healthy habit. It's the fact that you're connected to mm. others who care about you and you care about them. Well, and I think there's been several studies that Pastor Doug has mentioned on the Salty Pastor podcast where when people move, um, they retire and they move away to a completely different area with no community, their life expectancy actually drops because they've abandoned all their friends and they tend to feel isolated. They don't tend to create relationships as quickly or as deeply as they previously had, and it actually drops down. So we should be seeing that that correlates with that exact same information Absolutely. that Pastor Doug's brought up multiple times. And you're saying this is something you can start as early as, you know, when they're two, one, day one, zero. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, there's a lot of tips out there about what foods to introduce to your newborn first, you know, introduce vegetables before fruits and mm. how to teach table manners. And I can help people with, with all those things. Okay. Um, getting your kids to eat what is served, um, improving their diet, reducing the amount of simple carbs and sugar, really important, how to overcome a picky eater, um, how to get your kids to stay at the table, let alone come to the table. Yes. Okay. So if you're struggling with these, I can help you with all that. But my focus today really is this is the best tip I can offer. Okay. Focus on the people, not the food. Mm. So many parents make the mistake of we're going to stay here all night if you if you don't eat that whatever's been served right or you have to try this or you have to eat this and they focus so much on the food that it becomes a control issue mm. for the kid and the ta the meal time meal table becomes a battlefield instead of a place to form memories and positive connections and bonding and all the positive things that can come out of it so that's the biggest tip today Focus on each other, not on what's being served. That's a great tip, I think. Um, you've given us a lot of really amazing things to focus on. I mean, just reiterating that list you gave us, you know, mealtime can increase self-esteem, strengthen family bonds, promote positive behaviors, encourage communication and trust, improve academic performance. It teaches them how to be a good friend, good parent, improves their mental health and reduces their stress and increases their life expectancy. I mean, mealtime is so important. And you're saying, I mean, in the grand scheme of parenting, it's one of the easiest things you can implement, right? Like if, it's, yes. it's, I mean, there's, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's one of the easiest ones that you can go. I see nothing but value in changing up how we eat together. And that's just by sitting down at the table and doing these things. And we can see a host of positive outcomes from that. As long as we make it a priority, right? Yes. I protected mealtime. Well, I and mean, Pastor Doug, I know um, his son, Jake, works for me. And I know he basically... If I have him here a little after five or whatever, he'll basically at five thirty be like, I gotta go to dinner. And I'll be like, Well, and he's like, Nope, mom says, dad says, dinner. And they are very protective, just like you said, of yeah. we eat together at a specific time. 
and it's not something we miss unless we're all going out somewhere else together and that's still us being together. And so that's I think right. that's a very um, strong and healthy thing to do. So. It's, an ex- it's an expectation. It's mm. a priority. Just like doing your homework, doing your chores, spending time with your kids, eating dinner together. We protected it and we, we gave up a lot of other things in order to protect that. But as we've talked about today, the benefits are huge. There, there are no negatives. And so, but if you're having trouble with mealtime planning or picky eaters or table manners or all those, all those peripheral things, I can help you with that. Well, then they can come and uh, visit your website, rethinkparenting.com, right? And they can schedule an appointment with you to, to work through some of those things. But ultimately that starting point is really the biggest thing, which is just get them to the table and start making it a priority. That's so, right. Eat as a family. Eat as a family. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this with us, Kim. We really appreciate your insight and these amazing things we can get, the tips that you've given us. And again, if you go to rethinkparenting.com, you can schedule an appointment with Cam, see some resources on there. And we'd love to uh, spend some time with you getting to better parenting with Kim Cross. So yes, thank and you. enjoy a meal time again. Yes, right? absolutely. We've got to get America back on that track. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for uh, listening to The Lost Art of Parenting, and we will see you next time.